I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So Sanae, you returned from the International Space Station and it's Christmas. Did you see anyone on your way down? Um, are you referring to a magical man? I might be. Do you see anyone flying around up there with you? What if it's me? What if I'm Santa? Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to I Only Like You and Movies. It is Christmas time. The best time of year. I'm here with Sine in person. My name's Lonnie. And we have seen Happiest Season. We have. I almost forgot the name again. Oh, good. Because I find it a very forgettable name of a movie. It is a bit of a funny name. But a pretty good movie. Welcome to this special edition of the podcast. Sine is sick. I'm sick and forget what I'm saying every two seconds. So this is going to be really fun to edit. (laughs) This is a special bonus episode. Or because it's a Christmas episode, it's a Christmas movie, and we're releasing it right on Christmas Day. And if you're having a bad time at Christmas or a lonely time at Christmas, you know what? Listen to this podcast and everything will get better. We can be your friends. Maybe just for the day. We don't really know you, but we could be further friends, perhaps. This can be like our first go at being friends. Yeah, give us a trial and then like, you know, hmm. if we're both feeling it. It can continue. Well, that's something good about Christmas movies. They are there as comfort movies. There aren't too, there are lots of Christmas movies, but there aren't too many classics. And the classics that do exist, people come back to every year. You said there aren't many classic Christmas movies? Well, relative to the number that are made. Excuse me. Okay, give me your classics. I take issue with this. The Grinch, original series, movie with Jim Carrey, new movie with Benedict Cumberbatch and the adorable dog Max. Santa Clauses, The Holiday, Love Actually, Home Alone 1 and 2, Arthur Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, you named a few. and I'm saying they're classics you go back to, but there are lots more that aren't classics. Yeah, but see, here's know? the thing. When we were younger, it wasn't common to get a new Christmas film around Christmas, and it's becoming sort of in vogue to do that, mm. and I'm all for this. <laughs> if this trend continues, you can count that we'll be doing a special bonus episode of a Christmas movie every year. Yes. In the past, we've looked at Last Christmas, I'm pretty sure, and The Grinch. See, see, they're all new releases. Yeah, not classics, though. The Grinch, maybe. The Grinch is. Anyway, Happy Season. Let's get to that. Okay. What do you reckon? So, um, I liked it. I don't think you did. I liked it. I thought it could have been better. I think relative, well, what we got was pretty good, but there's a few little bits and pieces that I didn't quite like, but there are some things I really did like. Okay, so quick overview. It's a gay Christmas movie. This girl brings a girlfriend home to meet her parents and she hasn't come out as gay. Problems ensue. 
Pretty much, yeah. Also Dan Levy's in it. You're a big fan. A huge fan of Dan Levy. But I will concede that I don't know if he acts. I think he, he just plays versions of himself. Has he just got a good persona going? But I'm here for it, you know. Well, I still haven't seen Shit's Creek even though you told me to. So this is my first exposure I'm to just, the Dan Man. just saying if I need to replace the fish with, if I want to get a fish of the exact same kind, where would <laughs> where I get would one you get from? That? I don't know. Well. That's all. Yeah. His subplot was very good and his gay best friend trope character archetype was, was really well done, I thought. I thought so too. Even though, like normally the gay best friend is there for the straight main characters, but, you know, still there in this movie. I like that because it's sort of, I don't know, in other films that use that trope, it implies that, like, there's only one gay person per mm. friendship group. People can be friends of all different sexualities. Yeah. And most LGBTQ people have other LGBTQ friends. Yes, they don't have just the one token. <laughs> That's very good. The main character is played by Kristen Stewart. Hmm. My problem with the movie, I'm just going to say it now. Go on. Right. Is that Mackenzie Davis's character is awful. I disagree. I fundamentally disagree with this, wow. and I've seen this online. Ooh. Here we go. She's rolling her sleeves up. She's I... ready to get me. <laughs> yes, she does some awful things, but I can logically see how she made all those awful decisions. Here's my tweak, though, that Come makes on. some of that happen a bit more easily. Mm. Kristen Stewart's Tony Loves Christmas. And she's the one, in my version, is making her, making Mackenzie take her home for Christmas. In this movie, Mackenzie's like, come have a Christmas, everyone's going to be great. And then she's like, oh, and by the way, I haven't told anyone I'm gay and you're just going to come as my best friend who's an orphan. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Could that, that have been better? Totally. I'm not saying this is a flawless movie. Oh, there I'm, were issues. I'm saying that you, I agree with you. That change could be made very easily and have pretty much no impact on the entire story. It'll make things, make a more logical reason about why she agrees to have her there. Mm. At the moment, she's like, come along, and then she's like, oh, wait, but don't do anything. And it just puts Kristen Stewart in an awful position, I thought, and didn't quite make sense. But I can see she got caught up in Christmas and everything, but that little tweak, I think, could have made things better. Mm -hmm. Another tweak I would have made, and we're in smaller territory right now, skipping right to the end, is solved so quickly. Yes, it I solved have that By the time... She leaves the house, Christian Stewart. Dan drives her to the service station down the road. Not even that. She leaves the house. She has one conversation with Dan. She comes back and says, it's too late, yeah. even though that happened three minutes ago. So she's got a really weird <laughs> timeline for things being late. And then... Then she drives her servo. Yeah. And then it's sorted. Like, and I was speaking to our good friend of the show, Erica, because I saw this with her because we saw this separately because you were still in... The International Space Station. And we agreed maybe if it'd been a day or two or a week or maybe even the next year where Mackenzie had taken a year to think and recover and think about herself and work on herself for a bit, kind of it was just the promise of getting better, which she'd promised to do several times during the movie. I agree with that. It would have been nice if she'd met her like an, a year later and Mackenzie had done all that work. That Because Kristen's yeah. like, oh, no, I, I, you're right, Dan. I need to be with someone who's ready and it's okay that Mackenzie's not ready and I'll mm. find someone who is ready. And then it's like, lol, don't worry about that. Um, mm -hmm. Guess that doesn't matter to me anymore, even though I literally articulated it in the scene before. I know. And then even the family all getting back together and back on improving themselves happened very quickly. 
everyone's very accepting straight away. But that's a, that's a quibble. My issue mm. is the big cathartic speeches mm. that even Janie gets to do. Mm. Why? Why? She co-wrote the script. That doesn't mean you get to give your character this big soliloquy that makes no sense and isn't actually that funny. After, like, two fairly coherent and logical sort of speeches, like they're maybe getting all their emotions out, and then she has another one, you're like, oh, really? Was, is that needed? Yeah. I thought it'd be funnier if she had been, like, tried to do it afterwards again. What do you mean? If she tried to do her speech and everyone, like, poo-pooed her and didn't listen to her, she tried to do it. Wouldn't that have been funnier? Probably, I'm guessing. She tried to do it and everyone starts walking away, you know. But, you know, she had a moment. But they're all quibbles. Apart from that, I think a really great movie. Here's my quibble. Yours okay. is story-based. I find Mackenzie Davis and Kristen Stewart difficult to accept as a couple because they're just babushka dolls. What do you mean they're babushka dolls? I mean, look at them sitting next to each other or standing next to each other in literally any scene. Hmm. Kristen Stewart just looks like a tinier version of Mackenzie Davis, not yeah. just in height. I've, I've had this thought throughout watching the whole film. The head size. Kristen Stewart has a very small head. Mackenzie Davis has maybe a normal person's head, but it looks large in comparison. Mm, she's quite tall. She's very tall. I don't know if I... You can buy it. It looks like a giant and an elf. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Well, I'm all for that. There are some really great moments, though, and, and Aubrey Plaza's character, I think, is the standout. Uh-huh. Okay. Here's... Listen, guys. All of you saying, oh, Kristen Stewart should have ended up with Aubrey Plaza. I think you have entirely missed the point of this film. And I, I'm not afraid to say it. Probably because I'm sick and I'm doped up on cold medication and then I'll listen to this back and realise I sound quite mean, but, you know, I'm going with it, so we'll just continue. Aubrey Plaza's character was there to serve a purpose in the narrative. She was there to be a confidant and a friend that she made along the way. A mentor even. A mentor, right? If you look at story structure, look at where in the narrative she comes in and where in the narrative she leaves. She's never set up to be a love interest. I would have felt so annoyed if they had gotten together. Mm. The whole point is it's like, oh, I'm really sorry, Kristen, that you're going through this stupid, shitty thing. It might help to know that I also went through this stupid, shitty thing. And it sucks when Mm. you're with people who aren't quite ready to be with you and... Solidarity, mate. Yeah, I don't think she was supposed to be a love interest, really. And I think it's strange people have, have taken it that way. I can, I can see why. But they, it's also yeah. kind of like, well, there's another lesbian in the movie. She has to be another romantic character. She like, must be with the main character, yeah. yeah. I There's obviously, like, sexual tension and chemistry and, you know, in the bar and everything. Aubrey Plaza, you know. <laughs> Who hasn't had the Aubrey Plaza? But I just... Never thought the movie was going in that direction, so I didn't feel mm. this sense mm. of annoyance, I guess. that If anything, she represents what, um, what Mackenzie isn't. Yeah, and what where Kristen, Kristen wants Mackenzie to be. Yes, and so it doesn't really get resolved in that sense, to be honest. No. <laughs> Maybe that's partly why people are looking for it. A spectacular detail that you kind of touched upon there is how great the, um, the drag queen bar is. Mm. It seemed like so much fun being there and everyone's having such a great time. Cut to the heterosexual sports bar. <laughs> <laughs> There's this football playing and chicken wings going around. It is a nice parallel, that isn't it? It's great detail. Also, the ex-boyfriend. What's his deal? Yeah. Why is he there? Yeah. 
why was she going so hard after him? I guess she's regressed and she's trying to do the right thing by her dad and she's then why she invite Christmas tree? You know, so Yeah. I get it all, she's conflicted and stuff, but it just was a throw me for six. If as I said, if Kristen had been the one begging to come and then she's put herself in an awkward situation, that'd be different. But yeah. That's what's my tweak there for. Yeah, your tweak's great. I'm saying your tweak's great. What did you think of Alison Brie? I love Alison Brie. She plays austere very well. Yeah, she's. I think she's a bit more austere in Mad Men, but I haven't seen much of Mad Men. Well, you're the one who told me I was her character in Community, so. Yeah, I hope you don't turn into her character in this movie. <laughs> is, that, is that my progression? I hope not. <laughs> yeah, it's good seeing her playing something a bit different. She's, like, perfectly suited for that. I don't know why she hasn't been mm. cast as that in the past. Yeah, because she's quite bubbly and neurotic in Community and then in Glow. Oh, so I'm bubbly and neurotic, am I? Got him. We got him. <laughs> is that another apt description? Excuse me. It's not. It's a joke. You like... I'm not neurotic. You're not neurotic. You like having your pens in order and having nice books and things like that. What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. And you can be bubbly. What does that mean? I you can are, be. You are very bubbly. Sometimes you're very, I hate the world and I'm going to bed. Well, that's only like to people I'm close with. To everyone else, I'm a happy-go-lucky oh, kind of gal. so I see the behind the curtain, do I? No, I'm just saying like, you know, two sides to every coin. It's true. Yeah, I like her storyline. The niece and nephew are pretty annoying, but. Okay, so here's the thing. Um. Oh, yes, Mum. We totally, like, put the necklace in Kristen Stewart's bag and got her accused of stealing, mm. which then affected my, our grandpa's chances of becoming mayor and put a whole lot of strain on the relationship between you and my dad and also Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis. But um, I'm really sorry. So can I have the presents now from Santa? No. No. No, you can't. Christmas is cancelled. Go to your room. You think about what you've done. You're going to jail. Yeah, arrest them. Yeah. Jonah from Veep is going to come arrest you. I mean, if there's ever been a segue, God, I, I just love him. I love him so much. What a cameo. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. It was great. It was almost the role he was born to play. Every role he's in is the role he was born to play. He's great as Jonah. He was great as the principal in Looking for Alaska. I really like him. He's good. Very funny to Not me. Not many people could do that, those two roles and this role, just come in and just nail this one scene. Yeah. You know? Fantastic. What are Christmas movies for, Sine? We've been talking about this a lot recently, haven't we? 
Because there is that annual debate about <sighs> is Die Hard a Christmas movie or is any movie that includes Christmas in some way a Christmas movie? No. So I've spoken about this in previous podcasts. I can't remember what they are. I'm sick, guys. Anyway, Die Hard is fundamentally not a Christmas film because, and hear me out, he will going, rah, rah, rah. a movie being set at Christmas is not the only criteria for what makes a Christmas film. It certainly helps, but... It helps, sure. But it's like one of those uni prereq things where it's like you must have one of these, two out of the following list of eight things, etc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lonnie, a few days ago, articulated what I've been trying to say for years, which is that... Christmas movie should be, in part, or perhaps fundamentally, about the spirit or the meaning of Christmas and the characters discovering this or learning this message. Characters in some way engaging with the spirit of Christmas is how you put it to me. Isn't that true? Yes. Does Sean McCain? <laughs> yeah. Say his name. John McCain, yeah. Did I just get that in one go? McLean, actually. Oh, yeah. McCain is the chips. Ah, <laughs> uh, McCain. She's McCain. <laughs> anyway, he doesn't engage with the spirit of Christmas. They use the foil of the Christmas party to mm. do crime? I haven't seen it in a long time. I mean, maybe he... He learns the importance back, of family. He gets but back like, to his family and stuff, but it's... No. I think it's hard press, and I'd have to watch it again with that in mind, looking for him learning the spirit of Christmas. But think of, like, Love Actually is set at Christmas, but many of the characters are learning about what it means to be there for their families. And the Christmas, Love Actually is all about how the characters are, in the lead up to Christmas, they're all learning things about themselves, and conflict, it all sort of climaxes around Christmas season. Correct. So you've got the Prime Minister learns that he can love again. <laughs> again? He can love in the first place, maybe. Yeah. Liam Neeson is is a dad who doesn't know what to do with his new stepson, but through the Christmas pageant at, at school, he teaches his son how to love. Mm. What does Alan Rickman do? Is mean. Says ho 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 in a funny voice, and people like that thing. I think. I think it's like one of those things where it's like they could have Santa, they mm-hmm. could have like a Christmas vibe. Yes, it'd be largely about the Christmas season. That movie's all about Christmas season because everyone's buying presents and learning things about Christmas, and it's got all the trappings and the costumes and trees. And I don't yes. think just seeing a Christmas tree in frame makes it count as a Christmas movie. And, yes, I'm adding Mr. Sunday Movies and Meso because they said something about this in a video recently. Mm. No. So in what way are these characters engaging with the spirit of Christmas in Happiest Season? They've gone home for Christmas. Yeah. Is John McClane going home for Christmas to see his family? No, not in the same way. It's true. It's not going home for Christmas and the house is decorated and we're having a Christmas dinner and we have all these things to do around Christmas. This was going home to see Christmas. Oh, an action movie. That was it. The plot of Die Hard isn't really to do with Christmas in that way either, is it? No. Anyway. I'll, I'll, I'll fight and die on this hill. I don't care what you all say. You're all wrong. I think the other thing is to do with the narrative is that, yeah, he's there for the 
Christmas party and that is sort of the conceit of him and the terrorists and all that. But there's nothing about buying presents, which is I think is a big part. Like the the the, the symbols and the customs of Christmas, I think, are important. So in this movie, yes, they come home for Christmas, but also they're getting Christmas photos, they're getting Christmas presents, they're having Christmas parties. I think that's also important. This is in my list of must-have, like, three of these eight things, you yeah, know? Yeah, totally. Nothing in that list is about has to fight Christmas terrorists, is there? No. Not all on there? Also, we went up to the top of a roof to look at the Christmas lights, right? Even though Christmas Stewart's like bar humbug doesn't care about Christmas. She jumps off the roof and lands on an inflatable Santa, but the inflatable Santa deflates pretty rapidly. She True. definitely broke her arm. Yeah. Definitely. Such a very odd cut as well, wasn't it? And then she has no injury. Mm. Just give her a cast or like even in like a sprained ankle or something, guys. Mm. Would have been better if Kristen Stewart, the orphan, loved Christmas because she has like surrogate family in the movies and everything that she watches. And Mackenzie Davis, who is all around her family around Christmas, doesn't appreciate it because Christmas is all about going to parties and all these other expectations that she's sick of. Mm-hmm. Yet, during the movie, they all come to learn each other's perspectives. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your response. <laughs> Sorry, there was an ant crawling. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, but you said you really liked it. So what other elements did you really like? Um, just the vibe. Good vibes. Good family vibes. I liked the vibe. I liked, even if maybe it wasn't perfect, that we have a gay Christmas movie in mm, the canon now. Mm. Something I mentioned to Erica just after we watched it, it's like, this seems like one of the first Christmas lesbian movies, at least that I've mm. seen, and at least it's had achieved mainstream crossover appeal. That's great. But do you think there's a time where there will be a lesbian Christmas movie that's not all about being a lesbian and coming out and all those sort of tropes? I think there will be, but I don't think it's ever, that stuff is ever going to be in the first first thing. Hmm. I, mean, I don't think it's a bad thing either, but um, it's like eventually they'll just have, we'll just be able to have movies that feature gay characters, not movies that are all about being gay. Yeah, but, but yeah, I don't even mind that. So, well, I kind of liked that it had, you know, I don't know. Bear in mind, neither of us are gay, so our opinion is not relevant at all. <laughs> but I kind of liked that it was engaging with difficulties of mm. being a member of the LGBT community in terms of like mm. coming out when mm-hmm. you want to come out when you're ready. Like Dan's big speech about it. Mm. I don't know. I liked seeing that. And I hadn't really seen, I guess, a, a mainstream film that was about that yeah. before. I thought, no, I liked all those bits too. And I think that sort of movie and that sort of the sort of lessons in that would be really good for maybe like our parents' generation who... Will, oh, you know, yeah, progress kind of, is going way too slow yeah. if that's what you're after. <laughs> no, but no, what I think is those, those stories that are coming out and stuff will be really interesting for people who perhaps engaging this like a sort of surreptitious way to get those sort of messages out there to people who are up from these communities and not sure what it's like. So I think that's great. And again, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just wondering if, you know, do all our gay movies have to be about how hard it is to be gay? Can we just have joyful gay movies that happen to feature gay characters? Is the question. I think this is a joyful movie that happens to feature gay characters. 
Yeah, but it is a bit sad though because I actually think it would have been more powerful if they hadn't gotten together at the end. I was thinking that too, actually. I'm a huge fan of a melancholy Christmas film. Yeah. Because for me, that sums up Christmas is that mix of like weird nostalgia and like Mm. sadness for childhood and like that sort of struggle that adults have with Christmas where you're jaded and cynical and don't believe in Santa and, oh, it's consumerism Mm. and all that and still trying to find joy and meaning in the spirit of Christmas and stuff. So do you like the sad storylines and love actually more than the happy ones? 100%. Laura Linney's one is. Well, no, sorry. Laura, you're great, but Emma Thompson's storyline is my favourite. Yeah. The way that she just confronts him at the Mm. play. Andrew Lincoln's is pretty good too. With Kieran Knightley. Yeah. Well, a bit quick, mate. Please take some some video of someone else. I realised she was 17 when that movie was filmed. She looks like she could be 12 or at all, 40. At all times. Yeah. Anyway, so mm. I actually think this film, if they hadn't got together at the mm. end and Kristen had made that choice of I'm further along on my coming mm. out journey than you are and... I'll be around, but maybe you need to work on yourself first. Mm. Actually empowers that character a bit more. Yeah. And sends maybe a better message about, I don't know, not having to wait for someone to get on your level, I guess, or like, Mm. I don't know. I just feel like that could have been something really empowering for Kristen Stewart to decide. And Dan went through all that speech and she's like, it's too late. And then she's like, um, it's not too late though. I mean, if 10 you, minutes if you, later. If you come to the servo in just about 10 minutes, wink, yeah. you might be, you might have a goer. Yeah, maybe pull that all forward a bit and then have next year at Christmas they come back together. I love that. And she's worked on herself and, mm. you know, she accepts that she's gay and mm. she's done some mm. kind of therapy or whatever. I don't know. And they're able to connect again Mm. because the message that it sends at the moment is it's okay to, I don't know, stop your journey for someone else or to. to Mm. Well, you can kind of as a message, you can take shit from someone as long as they promise to be better in the future. Yeah. And she is better. Like we do have that fast forward for the next year, but still. She is, but. It's all based on the promise, isn't it? That's the heartwarming ending, though. That's the audience. Love that ending for the for the mainstream. Alternate ending on the DVD release should be them not getting together. Yeah. And then I will accept that as canon. And then she goes just yeah, drinking with Aubrey again. Okay, so mixed Christmas movie. But I think on the whole, a really good one. And one we'd go back to. I'd go back to it. Watch yeah, it again. I'd go back to it. What are you rating this? Out of five Christmas trees, I'm going to give it three and a half. I'll give it three and a half too. I liked it. It was good. With my tweaks though, oh, it'd be a solid four at least. Wow, your tweaks are getting half a star worth of rating. Shit. I don't want to talk myself up too much. You know? <laughs> well, we do hope you're listening to this on Christmas Day or just after that you've had a, having a good Christmas and things aren't too melancholy but you know what if they are that's okay things will get better soon that's integral to the spirit of christmas though isn't it yeah exactly right merry christmas everyone merry christmas we'll see you in the new year with we've got a whole bunch of movies coming up haven't we so we do we have some some that from 2020 that are still coming out or kind of half coming out kind of weird year but also wonder woman 1984 <laughs> 
I haven't seen all the ones between the first one and the 1984 one though. It was like my 1,983 in between. I haven't seen them. We've got a lot of movies to watch. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Actually, be 1,982, wouldn't it? Oh, you stuffed it. I stuffed up my joke. Do the whole podcast again. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. Mm. 